Hey, what are you doing, you bunch of vivacious vultures? We're back. It's episode 93. I can't stop talking like this. All right, what's up? What's good? Hey, hi, how are you? David here, Grant momentarily, doing my intro thing that I do to amuse you. We're back. We're taking a little bye week next week. Your boy's got to hop on a plane and check out the West Coast. Heard it's a little hot over there right now, so I figured I'd check it out. Um, first of all, shouts out to the comic book shop on Bank Street, 128 Bank Street in Ottawa, thecomicbookshop.com, or on Instagram at comicbookshopbank, spell shop, S H O P P E. They bring you this show. They, the sole sponsor, hooking us up with their continued support. Can you believe it? If you're listening to this, you know what I'm going to say, then you're going to like them, okay? Check them out. Let them know, for the love of God, that we sent you, okay? They've got anime figurines. They've got manga. They've got Gundam build kits, dude. Obviously, they've got comics. They've got weekly comics. They've got Magic the Gathering play sessions, gay. All right? Depending on your level of nerd, your spectrum of nerd, they've got you covered. You're welcome. By a keychain, Okay? Um, as for this week, dude, when I say we talk about Mushoku Tensei Season 2 and the state of it right now, I mean it. And it's violent. And so are my thoughts on it. Mushoku Tensei, we talk about that. Shitload of news. There's a lot of box office news, upcoming movie news, maybe, I don't know, box office news, okay? Um, The Bear Season 2, Strengths. Weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. That's right, we did a SWOT analysis. I have a 45-minute presentation on it. I'm kidding. Um, that's not true. But we do talk about it. Favorite parts, not-so-favorite parts, rating, etc. The Bear Season 2. And then uh, we go out on Ergo Proxy. Tried my second hand at the pilot, plus two or three episodes. And uh, I've got some feelings on that. So we talk vibes about Ergo Proxy. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. All right. Hit it. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. Hello, Governor. How are we doing today? Now tell me, where do you summer? <laughs> Why do you summer? <laughs> What's up? How you doing, man? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. Light week. Little. I feel a little... Uh... You know, sometimes you feel underprepared because there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then you have weeks like this where, like, well, like, I really got nothing to say because there's, you know, it's there's funny. not much to talk about. It's funny. Like, there's only a couple things I want to mention specifically. But it's also mm-hmm. funny. Like, I think we had that last week or the week before. Like, we're, you know, there's not a ton on right now. Jujutsu Kaisen's on a break. Zom sure. 100's scheduling is a little all over the place. Get to that later. Um, there's Mushoku. But, like, that's kind of it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny because, like, Sometimes when there's a big news week, I think they end up being good episodes because, like, we don't have an agenda and we just fucking yeah, go at it off the cuff. So, I don't know. Yeah. Let's, we'll see how we do. Okay, we'll grade ourselves next week. Um, I should mention next week we're not here. We're not on the air. <laughs> uh, we're taking a little week off. We got stuff to do. Mm. Okay? We we're grown-ups. We have, we have responsibilities. Um, and chief among them is taking vacation. Boom. Okay, so... Let's start with Mushoku Tensei, mm. reluctantly. Um, Insert, why? <laughs> you know? Why? Why? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, okay, how about this? You start. Okay, what, what you think I'm Mr. Half-Glass-Full on this one, or? <laughs> I'm just hoping that, like, I will say you I'm, might be nicer like... about it than I will. I don't know. Okay, it's 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 interesting because you know we were going to get into the news feed and like there was a lot of you know the the manga made some comments this week about last week's episode and it was hard to take this episode even remotely seriously mm-hmm. based on some of those comments because, we can talk about it now like we may as yeah, well we may as well you know, just mention it like so last week yeah they at the end of the episode we mentioned this last week but they buy a slave and grant mm-hmm. and i did mention like that is kind of weird right like yeah. that they just like 
they just skated over it. It's like it felt yes, very glossed over. Yeah, yeah like a, as an example, like in Vinland Saga, when Thorfinn's bought as a slave, like it's a whole. There's a whole narrative about mm. slavery in that show. Like half of the season is about that mm. and the value and of self and freedom and all that stuff. And but in this episode, like it's just like a plot mechanic. It's like oh yeah, and also we bought a slave. It's so like, like wait, feel what? like a silly you know to get like a. a to also satisfy another silly plot point you know like it's it's almost it's like, pointless you know it's kind of like yeah. layering over itself and kind of ridiculous you're right but so you know there's a lot again twitter being twitter or x yeah. however you want to call it but um social media was kind of like you know what the hell and like everyone was kind of like you know and and you know the, again the manga kind of came out i don't think that you know he or she did themselves any favors with no. this quote, uh you know a couple of paragraphs of quotes or what they tweeted but um it's interesting you know i i you know, you go read for yourself. It's on Anime News Network. It's on various sites. Yeah. But the one thing that sticks out to me, my point being why I could not take this episode seriously, is during his quote, you know, again, I'm paraphrasing, he was just trying to, you know, Rudy says consider slavery inherently evil in this world, mm-hmm. or like it's the norm in this world. But he may, he points out that kidnapping is pure evil. That yeah. is one of the quotes. And then this episode, literally, like, the follow-up is Rudy is kidnapping these two girls as payback, you know? Yeah. And they bring up the kidnapping line, like, more than once. So, it's like, what was your, what was your, like, your saving grace quote from last week, you know, for, for, like, the immediate follow-up episode to be this? I just found it to be very strange. Yeah. Very, very, so, I don't know. It's No, I think... Like I said, it was just hard to take the episode seriously. I think you raise a good point. Yeah. So, outside of the contract... So, Grant, I, I agree with everything you're saying about the, the slavery stuff, and, like, it... It's just such a weird choice. It's like, dude, that you're mm. not Django Unchained. Like, you're yeah. not gonna approach this yeah. like delicate subject matter with and like guide it with like more nuance and like. But it's clearly just not that kind of show. Like, I, yeah. I'm not hating on it, right? I I didn't want it to be that kind of show. Um, but outside of all that, like, I've just been so turned off by this peculiar plot line of like mm. helping this guy do the figurine thing and then Sylphie's undercover for literally no reason other than to elongate the plot. Yeah. And so then we go down this like, like fine, throw out the slavery thing. Like we go down this whole road of like, okay, well let's get an apprentice. Cause he does say at one point, she's not my slave. She's my she, apprentice. Yeah, exactly. So Which like, was okay. the, the silver lining of this whole sure. thing. Sure. Yeah. Like I'll take it. That's a W. But again, like why? Like, so we can do this, like, weird side quest that feels like it's wasting time in the main story? I don't know. Mm. It, and, like, the, like, I don't know, the fight was cool when he took on the two girls. Like, the animation remains The show is beautiful. The first five minutes of this episode, I remember being like, fuck. Like, because I think it's, like, Sylphie's, like, morning routine or, Mm. like... The shot of like him also running in the back. I love that. that was, I love like, that nice too. They did that in season one where he just misses Roxy, I think, yeah. by a hair. And like, I love that stuff. Like they do, they do really like land at a high level when they do this fun world buildy, just missed you kind of stuff. And like her yeah. POV, like I loved all that. I thought the animation was great. But like, yeah, like her keeping her identity a secret to Rudeus. I get it's going to be like, oh, she was maybe nervous, but like it, time has gone by. You know what I mean? Like, it's... You don't waste this many episodes on that. There's been a one-month time skip in this episode, and it's this is still happening. Wow, I totally... Oh, I, I didn't realize it was Because so he's been yeah, teaching the girl. Yes, the, that's true. Julie, is it? Uh, the, Julie. The apprentice. Yeah. To, so it, it's been Juliet a month, and this is still Julie. going on. It, yeah, but anyway. I don't know, man. Um, not... I'm not loving the current state of Mushoku Tensei, I think. And this might be unfair. Like, I will... I will at least be aware of this. It might be unfair, but a part of me is more irritated because you reminded me that this is two cores. So it's yeah. like, we've wasted half of the first one. We haven't wasted it. It hasn't all been bad. No. Um, no the no, first no. like I two just, or three are really fun. I just feel like there's been three episodes now of yeah. the exact same tone. Yeah. Zero. Like, other than a couple little fun hints with, you know, Eris and, you know, like, you know, the them they you know in the end of the day they are getting an apprentice and you know the Sylphie stuff and like showing how much she has grown as a character like yeah. there is there is good things but it's not like real progression you know like yeah. again you could argue there's some character stuff but like Reese is just slipping right back into his usual bullshit. a lot of it is super you know? surface level stuff like I appreciate yeah. I, I think there's an angle for a romance in this show like it could potentially work but like the way they do it 
you know, the obscene overt fan service. It's like when it, it feels like the good episodes have asterisks on them because I'm like ignoring the silliness, like silly fan service shit. And then when like there's like an episode run like this, like these last three, it's like, why am I watching this show again? Like this yeah. is a bit of a stinker arc now. You know, like, don't fucking clip us and shove this down our throats when the uh, finale of this core is fire. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm just saying, There's, like, this run is a little weak. There, we would be fools to say this is not going to end, like, with a bang. You know, yeah. like, the show has, you know, time and time again, episode to episode, they know how to hit, like, a groove, right? You know, it's the same studio, it's the same people involved. Like, everything is so consistent from the first season, mm-hmm. you know, like again we'd be crazy to say otherwise but this is just not you know i think this is the week to week problem that you brought up a couple you know a couple weeks ago it just i think it's just is, proving more true when you're in a painful arc 100 percent. like it's, it's easier like in season one there there was a lot of this but it was easier to put it in the back of your mind yeah. because like you were moving at a quicker pace and you know kind of going you know handing off one-to-one but it's uh i don't know man it's it was kind of a bummer i watched it i was just kind of like what well, it just because like you know i'm Recat like you know uh again the week-to-week stuff hasn't been consistent other than this mm-hmm. you know thank god to them because again the show looks beautiful it's amazing they are hitting it's their beautiful. marks every week um but yeah i've just been watching other been able to catch up and like i'm feeling in my time like i'm not even looking forward to mishoku tensei each week because yeah. these three episodes are kind of a drag yeah it's funny i've been tuning into some other stuff like we watched another episode of bocce the rock and mm-hmm. i tried a new show that i'll mention well sort of old and new that i'll mention later you were saying you were catching up on a bit of summertime rendering yeah uh we were on so we had left off in episode 18 we mm. got to 22 last night um so we had a good we had a good run with that uh that's coming again amazing show mm-hmm. the, the, some really good plot twists i think you and i maybe yeah i want her back in uh two weeks time yeah. we'll definitely be done we'll have a maybe a whole serious talk because again i think it's a travesty that show was like in disney jail like if that was week to week on Crunchyroll, it would have crushed yeah it would have been way bigger yeah and netflix actually you know what i feel like something about this screams like a netflix week to week show um i think it would have been really good that way that would have been a good avenue for it but uh damn that fun that show was fun we'll talk about that when i'm back for sure um you want to talk some news let's do it man lots of like movie box office kind of mm. news um I, I don't know why I, I put some of this stuff in here but let's go through it barbie yes. uh margot robbie um she's gonna hit a career best here on her payday on uh barbie because she this has actor producer credits and apparently is getting a little piece of the pie good for her 50 million bucks not bad dude and uh on the barbie train it beat dark knight i, I think i don't know if dark knight was number one but it is officially the highest grossing film in warner brothers history no shit. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's awesome. Good it's for them. Pretty... I still haven't seen it. I'm really, I really need to see that. Yeah, dude. God. I'm you so see honest. this next one? This this is insane to me, and then I'll hand it over to you for a bit. Yeah. Um, Oppenheimer is the highest grossing movie to not ever be number one at the box office. Goddamn Christopher Nolan. That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, do you take I any don't credence? I think he cares about number one. No. No, I, I mean, movies, that. it is clearly, it is a... It's, I think it's what you want, right, as a director. It's a critical and blockbuster success. It mm-hmm. made well over its budget, mm-hmm. and it'll be Academy Award nominated. Like, what, do you, what, do you, what more could you possibly want? I think yeah. my question to you is, do you take any credence to some of these rumors that, like, the, the schedule for Barbie was set to intentionally go against the Oppenheimer movie by Warner Brothers because they were ticked that he went over to Universal? Mmm... That's, like, so darkroom executive that, like, we'll never find out if it's true. We'll never get a yes or a no. I don't know because I think they had to put this movie out in the summer. It was either this or Christmas, and they weren't going to wait for Christmas. Yeah, it is you a know, summer movie. You know, because I think they knew... They pro- like they probably knew... Maybe this is a little too deep thought, but, like, the writer strikes, they know when those contracts are going to end years in advance, right? Like, there is a date, you know, I'm sure they saw a bunch of stuff coming down the pipe. It probably made sense to get it in the summer versus mm. the, the winter holiday. Um, and, like, but when you look at it that way, like, they also went toe-to-toe with Mission Impossible, which also, say. actually, that, that might be worth news. Um, apparently, 
Mission Impossible is about to lose two hundred million dollars. I think you mentioned was that last yeah. week or you no, sent that to me? Yeah, I sent you that a message last week. There is but it hundred million or two hundred million? Two hundred million. Jesus Christ! So, like I said, yeah, that's I insane. That is insane. Tom is pissed. So oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think you know. I, I definitely think uh, you know. Dead Reckoning Part Two is still going to come out there because I think they're they're filming they filmed most of them at the same time. But um, no, I I, I I I don't know. I think that's just you know the internet being fucking like you know they're trying to come for our boy Chris. You know, but yeah. like I said these movies like it's it's all you know like there's always like two movies with somehow the same plot released the same year that made yeah. by a completely different studio it's, i, think I it's remember those things you know like, there was like a summer and it was hilarious. there were there might have been three movies it was like three friends benefits n- no um, not that friends benefits the, and uh oh no what's the other one friends with benefits is justin timberlake and Mm, I think Friends with Benefits was the Mila Kunis one. Wasn't yeah, it? it's Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. Oh, I didn't know it was Justin yeah. Timberlake in that one. I thought he was in the other one. No, the other one is, is Ashton, Ashton Kutcher? Kutcher and Natalie Portman. I just don't know its name. Oh, and she was like a pharmaceutical dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and she was a doctor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Fuck. Yeah, and, and now Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are married yeah. with children... And I think they said that they both did that movie at the same, their, their respective movies. And then when they got in a relationship, I hate that I know this celebrity gossip, dude. I hate myself right now. I fucking hate myself. But I heard him say this in an interview. He's like, yeah, like we kind of just meant to do like a friends with benefits thing, knowing full well that we both did movies like that and about how that doesn't work. Oh my God. And then here we are. They're, they're interesting. I've, I listened to them on uh, Dax Shepard's podcast. Mm. They're they're inter- they're both highly intelligent people. Oh, unreal! Yeah, yeah. super smart. But okay. anyway, so to your point, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think Warren Brothers is that smart yeah. to try and combat. I think I, they just saw their time, and there's yeah. no there's no other time in the year to put up Barbie. Yeah. In my opinion, I think it's also so interesting that Mission Impossible lost that much money. That must be humbling. Mm. And it's, after the huge win, he just came off of for Maverick too. Mm-hmm. Insane. But um, uh, so Fargo season five, uh, is a, I think the first trailer came out. Uh, lots, lots of cool people in this one. John Hamm, Juno Temple, Joe Keery, who And Joe Keery is the kid from Stranger Things, right? Yes. Yeah. Have you watched any of Fargo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I've seen season four, but I definitely I... watched the first three. What's the one with Ewan McGregor? I haven't seen a single season. Whoa, dude. You would love Fargo. Is actually. it like legit? <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... um. I don't know. It's like big movie names on the small screen, just doing like, yeah. They're self-contained like, seasons, not episodes, right? So it's interesting because the first season is kind of like based off a, a not a throwaway. It's like a almost like a red herring plot line in mm. the movie, the original movie, the Coen Brother movie, um, which I haven't you know, seen. Oh, really? I haven't seen a lot of the Coen Brother stuff. Whoa, actually. dude, that's that's. That was like, I remember when I was a teenager, I was like, I'm in a movie now. I need to see Fargo. You know? I know like, people like, love... It's a great movie, but uh, all-time Steve Buscemi performance. But Yeah, I'm, I'm 99% sure I haven't seen it. But um, but no, so like, it, it's... it's Because it's, like, the Coens aren't involved in any yeah, of the Yeah, that I knew, yeah. And it it's kind of impressive how... How they just like nailed the tone, the Coen Brothers tone, mm. without kind of you know like treading over it at all, and like yeah. still doing its own thing. It's like the Wes Anderson yeah. thing on Instagram. Like, do you ever see that on TikToks and Instagram? Like, <sighs> that bumps me out because people are like just belittling his style and like, well, trying to, like, like it's so easy to attain. You know? I think it's but probably it's, one like, of those things so, that yeah. started as a compliment. Like, oh, like yeah. look how cool it is to shoot my morning via in the style of Wes Anderson, and now yeah. it's. It's become like trivialized. It's a bit of a meme. So yeah, mm. eventually, I think it meant to be flattering, and now it's like, yeah, a... he doesn't love it either. He, there's, I there's know. I think it's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does not love it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think Fargo's a really fun show. There's one season that was just kind of not, not great. Um, actually, you know what? Yeah, I think it might be the, the season four I didn't watch because it was the Chris Rock season. I don't think it was very well loved. Yeah. Um, but uh, they have a Ewan McGregor season. Season three, he plays twins. It's really good. I like you, McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. He plays twins. Interesting. Yeah, and season one has uh, Ted Danson in it. 
Nice. Yeah, he yeah, or John Hammond coming in season 5, man. They got some heavy hitters, huh? Is it Ted Danson? Yeah, cuz then season 2 is like a prequel to like season 1. It's I don't know, it's it's like just this they really blow out the world, which is such like a weird quirky little world. Um and uh kind of just do their thing and somehow it's all kind of loosely connected, but they don't like hold on too tight to like drama, dramedy, dark dark comedy. Nice. drama yeah it's like not Barry but it's like has moments where it's kind of like oh wow yeah violence yeah. is real <laughs> you know interesting <laughs> okay yeah yeah, yeah. sound really up my good. alley isn't it yeah. all on Netflix oh it might be I don't know it was at one point I remember being mm. like oh, I should watch that but maybe that not. was one I watched those week to week but I yeah. caught those live it was a good show really interesting. Liked it. okay Dave this Demon Slayer news is completely news to me I, I have really? not seen this yet so let hit, me de- hit me with this let me deliver it then yeah there's okay, so I'm calling it a rumor for a reason, so don't come at me with your fucking pitchforks. But I did like from two sources that we generally get our news from for the podcast. It wasn't Anime News Network, but it was like adjacent. Sure. They are reporting that I don't know. I I wrote final arc here because I feel like the name of the arc in itself is a bit of a spoiler. Mm. Maybe maybe not. You may have heard it already. No. Okay, so yeah, I'm not going to say it. Oh, the... Yeah, sorry. I do know it. Infinity Castle arc. Okay, I did not know that. Fuck. One, but I know... <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, I had such a major Jujutsu Kaisen spoiler uh, yesterday. Really? <laughs> like, Leanna... Like, we were in bed looking at videos, and Leanna just, like, turned and looked at me, and she's like, what? Like, why did you stay on that? <laughs> yeah. like, or, or, sorry, Demon Slayer. No, it was Demon Slayer. I apologize. Oh, Demon Slayer. It was Demon Slayer of, like, yeah. So I was kind of just like... Wow. Uh, oh, why am I looking at that? You know, well, but, I hate you. But, uh, I mean, I don't hate you. I feel bad for you. I'm pretty sure. But, uh, I, no, got... I, I was thinking of the next arc, the Hashira training arc, which was announced. Okay. So I thought, th- I thought they were saying that was going to be like not a season. Yeah. They're saying, no, because the Hashira training arc, they said, is approved or in production. That's what they sure. said at the end of season three. Yeah. But then all these people came out and were like, yeah, but that's short as shit. Like, that's mm. like five episodes max or something. Sure. So the question is, like, what do they do? And this, the rumor is that they're going to do a trilogy of movies for the Infinity Castle arc. I don't know if that's the last arc of the whole show, hmm. but I don't know. Sounds pretty final. That's the thing is, once yeah. you know the name, sorry about that, like, you can infer, like, oh, so are we fighting there? And if so, hmm. that feels like a final confrontation type vibe. So I just don't know. You know what? Okay, anyone who doesn't want to listen, fast forward for, like, a couple seconds. Don't spoil there. for me. No, 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 no. Okay. But, like... The concept of them going to the Infinity Castle never crossed my mind. I don't know why. Well, me either. Yeah, like, it seems so obvious now. It, <laughs> it, I mean, it does seem obvious, yeah. but it's also like not even the demons can go there. Like, without being like brought in by... Mm. So it's like, how do we get in? Like, they found yeah. our swordsmith village. Do we reverse engineer? I don't know. I'm curious. But you do yeah. feel like we're hurtling towards the end because at the end of S3, mm-hmm. Muzan was like, I need... Nezuko, right? So it's like okay, so, but a trilogy of movies. I mean, I guess if they're if they do one a year, which it won't be, which it won't be, probably one every eighteen months, twenty. Mugen Train made them bank. Yeah, so it's it's just not talking. That was a real test run for maybe the final stretch. This could have been their plan the whole long. Like Mugen Train was like, let's see if it's profitable and like get this next season, couple seasons out of the way. Very feasible. yeah damn dude it is it is like i appreciate like doubling down it's like yeah bet on yourself but like a trilogy man like fuck that's so many movies to me would make more sense but so many years that's so long but i'm also pretty sure i got like an ending level spoiler for attack on titan and of all things Mm. of all things dude so close it wasn't a manga page it was a and it's like it's just not shocking anymore that this is how I found out. It was a fucking tattoo. Wow. It's like a dude. and it's like was that a fan tattoo or was it a manga style fan tattoo or was it like a wow. did someone just boop boop the ending and I was like that fucking no. Sucks. <laughs> so we'll see. Damn. Um, whatever. We're both taking L's, dude. I and I'm also seeing a lot of shit on social about Jujutsu Kaisen because you mentioned yes. I'm just seeing like manga it's like manga readers thinking about the shibuya arc it's like they they stand there and then they just go sob <laughs> in bed or so i've heard it's rough yeah i've asked leanna she's like yeah it's 
She's like, we're in for it. <laughs> She's like, you're in for it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Dude, I, give me the yeah. tragedy. Pump it into my veins. I'm so excited. Actually, also, you know, in you know, tangential uh, anime news. So the High Q event was this weekend. Yes. Uh, so they announced. You know, we knew there was going to be two movies w- would wrap up the series. So fans are a little demoralized right now because the first movie is going to be like the next. It's like the known match, like in the series. Like we know it's going to happen. They kind mm. of tease it at the end of. Uh, at the end of uh, season four. So that, if the whole movie is that one match, which they very well could, you know, yeah. kind of the, the beginning Jeez. of the match, or pre-match, the match, then post-match. Yeah. There's apparently 70 chapters left to be adapted, which would have to be done in the second movie, which there's probably no way they're going to get to it. Um, so... You have to hope they take out some, like a big chunk in the first movie, but... You would think they would try and, like, do a little extra, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so the title of the first movie is out, so it's The Battle at the Garbage Dump, which, you Which know, is the match name or whatever? Which is, like, the name, you know, in, in the, because the two teams, Kurosano and Nekama, their themes are the crows and the cats, so, I, it's, it's funny, it's, it's like a good, uh, in-universe. Yeah, yeah. Kind of comment, but, um, yeah, I don't know, we're super excited, there's, so they've announced a second event date in September, and I think there's a chance there's gonna be a trailer, maybe a release date, so... But uh, yeah, so anime movies, man, they're making money. They might like you know, like I understand why they're doing them, but it's like yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, it's like yeah. I think you're right. Like, I think especially in the Western market, Mm -hmm. Demon Slayer making eight hundred million or more than that um, Mm. globally, and quite a good chunk in the West, and then. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero being very profitable, and then obviously there's like the the whole your the your name series, not the mm-hmm. series, but the guy who's yeah. done a couple of those. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I think animation studios are like okay. I think we can double down. Not that they haven't been, but I think we we just might see start seeing this more. It's a safer bet again. You know, yeah. it's like it's almost feels like a '90s renaissance, you yeah. know, where there there was a lot of money and, and effort going into these, you know, blockbuster animated scale movies, right? And, you know, really... They've been doing them ever since, but yeah. like they can market them now, they can sell them. Yeah, man. Anyway, interesting to see how that goes. Speaking speaking of uh, <laughs> box office stuff, dude, we should have mentioned this up top, but uh, man, I saw that the Flash mm. has officially earned the biggest loss. Of any superhero movie ever. I still haven't seen it. But that's... It's just so interesting that this is how this went. Because we covered the news on The Flash for like months and months leading up to this movie. Everyone talked about how DC had like a silver bullet for the last one in the chamber on this thing. And to be fair, it's probably like among their top critically rated films. And it it just... It got fucking slaughtered it's so mm. interesting how this shit works sometimes i don't know man I'm... that was a big old bag of you yeah know, mixed feelings right like it's from, yeah. from day one so i don't know like you don't want to like kick it while it's down but it's like are you is anyone surprised no it's you know? and it's interesting to me because like i don't think i'm like i'm definitely not the first guy to say this but it feels like if you like lick your finger and stick it in the air you take the temperature it's like people are not really down with superhero movies right now like this is not the moment you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so like bob Iger, amid this not to mention the strike and all this shit happening but bob Iger being like oh we're gonna focus more on quality less on quantity for the mcu and then warner brothers yeah (laughs) imagine and then warner brothers like oh fuck it let's bring over the fucking mcu anti-hero james gunn and make him fucking revolutionize our shit and he's like okay five more movies coming up and it's like guys like i don't know like i get there's a release schedule and it's going to take years and by then perhaps the appetite will have rebounded but like it just doesn't feel like a good time Hmm. i think we went through an intense 10-year period of them really crushing the box office and that was like an Hmm. interesting thing to live through but like i don't think you have a second wind anything like the first not so soon. I, I will say, like, I don't, you know, I you and I were a little down on the whole Warner Brothers thing and the James Gunn moving, you know, moving ships and whatnot. But I, I watched Guardians this weekend, or Guardians uh, 3. Uh, third, yeah. And, you know, it was, it's like James Gunn is a, he's a good oh, idea yeah. guy. He's got, he makes great movies, you know, and I think, you know, I think 
he's a boon to WB, like genuinely. Oh like, yeah. You know, I think I think he can do something fun and a little bit of time in between. I think they will be okay. But it's like please don't throw this down. And like, you know, Blue Beetle came out this weekend. It it did not do well, you know, but it's again doing very critically well. Like it's apparently a very fun movie. It's a little you know, people are comparing it more to like the like the you know the pre Disney MCU days mm. of superhero movies, where it's kind of just like fun doing its own thing. It's not super self indulgent, self indulgent, and like wrapping itself into like this bigger world. Like yeah, you know, it's just like a fun movie, and you know, good for it. But uh, I don't know, man. I think just we need some time. You know. Yeah, I think everybody needs a little bit to digest. Yeah, you know. But we'll see. I'm very curious to see what he ends up putting it up putting out. Mm-hmm. What's next, Grant? Uh, you were telling me about this uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, oh, the recap uh, YouTube, episode. Uh, yeah. Did you yeah, not yeah. watch it? No, I didn't. Son of a bitch. I remember um, it, was, it was it was only five episodes. <laughs> no, they connect season one and the movie. Oh well, yeah. I still think that's pretty straightforward, though. I think it's yeah, like it's definitely straightforward. But it's like if you haven't rewatched the movie mm. recently, it's it's. I think it's worth it. But yo, like, I mean. I don't know. I'm, I'm clearly missing something. I bet like one of our listeners or Vivian or someone can like clear it up. But you know how like subs differ sometimes depending on the streaming service? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Crunchyroll distributed season two and this mm-hmm. arc of Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. And they go over a lot of the scenes from that we just saw, obviously. But the subs are completely different. And the, the English is much more broken. Like, it's really? like, it's very, very weird. Like, it's confusing. It's like, you know, like, sometimes when you watch a sub from a different service and you're like, oh, like, the wording's all off, but, like, the meaning is kind of the same. Like Netflix. Netflix is very strange. Yeah. Because like, they use an algorithm. They don't have people doing it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, like, the subs are way off. It made, it made me think, like, oh, did they just run this through a translator or something? Hmm. Um... But yeah, like you can watch a scene clip from season two and then watch that same clip in this recap episode that they put up and the subs are way different and they're like significantly worse. Um, I will say that's strange. I am positive that there are some like scenes and cuts they didn't use from both the movie and season two. Like you see shots from different angles in some cases. Which is oh really? I mean, I, mean, I, know, I know that's nerdy, but like there is for sure new footage in this recap episode. It is it's like, like it's very... like a full twenty three minute episode. Twenty two, yeah, twenty one. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like what eighty six did, it, what, but it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like uh, an in world character kind of talking, saying what it was, or is it literally it, just the moments happening? Both. No, it's it's moments happening, and then characters narrating. Like Toji narrates all the all the main cast kind of narrate. It's kind of neat. Okay, I didn't realize it was that. Maybe I'll go back and then and they had the I think there was a clip of Ghetto from season one. Mm-hmm. or the movie or season two and i couldn't differentiate the voice and i was like wait didn't this guy get fucking replaced like wasn't there like a whole scandal you and i talked about it oh yeah yeah he got fired for a couple shows yeah but he's it's the same fucking guy he didn't leave this show <laughs> no yes really? i'm 100 percent positive i looked it up and it's like fan outrage that what's his face keeps his job i was like wait what so after that whole thing he lost a couple gigs but he he's still ghetto. It's the same dude. Oh no shit! I thought I thought it was someone else. I know, and you you're like, oh yeah, new voice actor. I remember he said that, and I was like, oh, he must be doing like a good job. Like I didn't even notice. Hmm. Damn. And then I went and I was like, I googled it, and it's the same fucking guy. No shit. And I was like, oh well, okay, Damn, whatever. Man. I will say like, hey man, I don't what, what I don't remember what the scandal was. It was like uh, infidelity. A, okay. Yeah. It was like a five year. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know. I, I don't. What do you want me to say, audience? Pretty good performance in season two, though. Like, I mean, yeah. we, get, we do got to give it up. Sorry. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. yeah Sorry, the dude. Dog. The dude knows how to use his voice for sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I thought I thought you would like you'd appreciate that because I was like we were both positive that it was a new dude. Yeah, it's my boy Reagan. What? Yeah, he's Reagan. No. Yeah, and Giu. <laughs> it's that wild. Wait. Gyu, help me. Demon Slayer. Tomioka? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He definitely got fired from Demon Slayer. I know for a fact. He was fired from Demon Slayer. 
Not a lot of speaking assume. roles in uh, Demon Slayer, and thankfully he has been around since he's been fired, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but Reagan, a lot of lines, a lot of lines. But that's that actually a big thing. That's, that's some range, man. Those are three very different characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's funny too because uh, you know, like the the, the voice actor for uh, Tanjiro, you know, he gets around. Yeah. And yeah, you know, summertime. Yeah. Oh, big time. And but he's uh, in the most recent episode of Bleach. You know, he was introduced as one of the bigger nice. villains. And uh, it's a little bit of weird online outrage, but like it's it was weird. It's just stupid Reddit stuff. But uh, we were like, oh, like Tanjiro would get like knocked out in this fight. And it's like it's not Tanjiro; it's the voice actor. <laughs> like, anyways, you know, if you ever but, want to go down a rabbit hole, dude, yeah. go to the subreddit called "Who Would Win," uh, and it's it's fun. It's like interesting because it's only it's all comic book stuff and anime stuff, and it's like okay, Batman, but. It's Batman from the 1999 comics, and he has two months of prep against Tanjiro, who's only halfway through the uh, the Swordsmith Village arc. It's like the guy okay. who posts the subreddit, the, who makes the post, gets to make the rules. And then, then the responders can ask probing questions before they like give their verdict on who wins. It's it's that's hilarious, that's and they're like, "Well, which author wrote the Batman? Because if he has prep, he probably has a solar base in this version." And oh my god! <laughs> I I was sub to it for years, and I would like always click on it just for the hell of it because it was such a ludicrous, that's so ludicrous funny. idea. But like, it, it was like an active community. The yeah, and I love the uh, the Instagram reels where, um, you know, like time it, you hold it, and like who's like who's in your crew you know yeah, yeah yeah like you roll a dice and it's just like you know you got tanjiro and you, yeah, yeah. you know ichigo from bleach or you know you know you got a nosuke and i don't know it's, it's fun i love that stuff true it, the anime community is doing a lot of like work online yeah it was just, people are just having fun i love it yeah dude yeah all right man quit bear. messing around you want you want to talk something serious dude let's talk the bear dude you right. cry no i still can't cry dude my therapist's <laughs> concerned dude um <laughs> So I did finish it. I think yeah. I've done... I was up to the penultimate. When we spoke last, yeah. Yeah. And I think... Am I right in saying that the finale is the opening? It's this, Or it's the soft open. Yes. Of the restaurant, right? The family, the friends and family. Yeah. Episode. I think pretty good. Um, it's hard to compare it to something. Like, are you watching a lot of, like, high-level drama this year? I mean, I feel like it's this and there's, like, White Lotus uh yeah i guess do you count i think you should leave is like hi yeah drama no i'm kidding i mean yes <laughs> no I'm... uh yeah white lotus is the last of us was this year but uh, oh last oh yeah yeah yeah. okay succession um, barry yeah okay no you're right you're right yeah. we've seen all these okay yeah. um so yeah like it's among good company i think it competes with all of those shows it does mm. some things better and some things worse than all of those shows but like yeah like, this is, like, at the end of the day, top-notch TV, for sure. Um, I think the finale had everything that I love about the bear. Mm. It had insane pacing. Mm. There were disasters and then victories in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. There's real emotional stakes. There's character depth. The way they shoot this show is, like, just so impressive yeah. that they can make, like, just a... I know it seems silly, because, like... Actually, there's a lot of well-shot cooking shows. But just the way they shoot everything in this show is so fucking great. Very good directors. Um, there's some big wonners in this episode. A lot of, like, and it, like almost play-ish. It, almost like in the way Barry, in that last season, like, Bill Hader was just fucking... Getting wild with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he's doing a movie right now, by the way. And I think when we were talking about season four, I was like, yo, give this guy a fucking movie. Cause, That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Eight... Nine, eight out of ten, pretty fucking yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty fantastic. Yeah. I, There's a chasm that separates sevens and eights, though. That's the thing. You know what yes. I mean? For me, yeah. it's like huge. Yeah. Um, so eight, maybe a little higher uh, than eight. Is eight is really something. where you know, like, you know, that show has pulled its big boy pants on. You know? Yeah, like, and you're compared, like, like, you know, seven is very like, you know, it's. You know, let me put like it eight. Something about yeah. an eight. It's like, yeah, you're you're getting there. It's, There's something about. Here's what it is, an eight is when you mention a show mm. and someone goes like let's say you have an it's an 8 in your head and you mention oh god I love the bear and then someone says oh I watched that I didn't like it 
when you, when it's an eight in your brain and you get yeah. that feedback, you're like, oh, so you don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm never... You're I'm, a fool. Yeah. Yeah, so you're an idiot. Yeah. You're a simpleton. <laughs> I never try to be that guy, but, yeah. like, I want you to know mentally, if I'm talking some top-notch TV and you come at me and be like, oh, dude, I love The Walking Dead. Like, you're, you're dead to me in my head. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah. There's just a so yeah it's an eight. Do you want to hear my complaints though? Yeah, I would love. I'm actually curious to hear what your nitpicks are. I think it's a strength and a weakness. They like you said early on, it all boils down to this same but different. Like it's yeah. a different show. Mm-hmm. They took a swing. I really appreciate the swing to like make such a different show tonally from season one to season two, and to like largely succeed mm. is like pretty impressive. That's a victory mm. for sure. Most shows cannot do that. And, like, like let's say a show, like, most shows try to, like, copy the insanity of season one and, like, the character relationships of season two and depth. Like, they probably can't do either of those. Because, again, like, the bear is just, like, they are that fucking good. Yeah. But I think that they swung so hard in, like, the character arc, character depth, character growth direction that the show became almost not plot centric enough like there is like the overarching like what happens in the season and it's all about getting ready and that like all it all works but i think like sometimes they venture like 10 percent too far Mm. where like there's like some like i i think one of the best moments in the series and season and series for me is that no dialogue hug between marcus and the strange man in copenhagen that he Mm. helps like that's a character moment. You know what I mean? Like, See, to me, moments like that is them leaving the stratosphere of their own show. That was them doing Atlanta. Oh, yeah. To me. And Good point. Like, it's not... The show is not as a whole Atlanta. Like, it's yeah. not surreal. It's not yeah. borderline... Again, I'm not saying the bear does this, does this, but, like, you know, Atlanta, it touches the macabre. It touches the eldritch universe around us, you know? Yeah. And that Copenhagen episode, oh yeah, yeah, us too actually, we still have the last two seasons, but, I was sorry, the the fourth season, but, Mm. I know there's just something about, again, not not saying I didn't like it, but it was like, I find moments like that where it's like, they are leaving the bear, you know, that is like, for me, that's kind of the real swing, not a miss, but it's like, I see what you guys are flirting with, you know, whereas, yeah. Okay, so that's a moment that worked for me. Let me give Mm. you like one, like, here's an example of when I think they are clearly trying too hard. Mm. And I it I can really boil it down to one example, but they do something like this often. Mm. And, like, a lot of these moments work, but there's a moment in, like, episode, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there, where Carmi's talking about a dish that he wants mm. to make. Okay. And it's a, it might be a dessert, it might be ladyfingers, and he's tar- talking about something for the menu, and it's, like, him and, uh, like, the main cast, but, like, people that he's not super close with. Like, he has a special relationship with his yeah. sous chef, whose name yeah. I'm forgetting. Um, Something like name. But he goes, oh, well, it's just, like, Sydney. So, th- if they had this conversation, I would understand, because, like, all they do this whole season is have deep conversations between mm. the two of them when they're on when they're sharing a screen but like he tells like the whole kitchen like oh well when i was young like my mother would do these things and she would always yell at me about the baking and i thought i could like take my power back and it's like like he goes into this whole like fucking monologue about like taking his childhood trauma and like making it his own by making mm. it like a dish in his new restaurant and like all of that makes sense that tracks i mm. get it but like with no entry point not lubed up he's like hey audience here's some fucking cool character beats. Like, it just did yeah. not work for me at all. It's moments like that I cringe the most in the show. Because yeah. it, it reminds you that he, like, you know, like, you know, the internet loves him, but, like, he's a fucking psycho in this show. Like, yeah. truly. Like, truly. You know, yeah. he is his brother. You yeah. know, which is, you know, I'm not saying the show is ramping in that direction, but, like, you know, the Forks, or uh, not the Forks episode, the Christmas episode, <sighs> you know, Seven Fishes, like, they really show how... Again, like, and there's something to be ashamed of, but, like, they are, these characters are mentally ill. And, oh, yeah. you know, they are trying to find peace in their own ways and seek help in their own ways. Yeah. But it's, like, these moments where, like, he is, like, so up his ass, you know? And it's, like, oh, yeah. Like, and it, it's funny, too, because, like, you can see how, like, he is friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. 
but he, like you are right like he is like universes away from some of them yeah and i can see because he also is like not there he's not present you know so yeah. it's but uh, I don't know. I I I 100 hear what you're saying. But very cringy yeah. moments. There's just a few like, of those that were really forced, and it's funny because yeah. when it works, it works really well. You know what I mean? Like um, I don't. Marcus has some great moments. Like Carmi too. Had, like I'm not just picking on that. Like he has great moments throughout yeah. the season. But like every now and then, like yeah, they'll just go like in this random direction. Like hey, character, go ahead. It's your turn to monologue about your trauma, and it's like okay. Like yeah. we do we do have to set it up a little bit mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't know that these episodes forks seven fishes the copenhagen episode mm. where it's just like we're doing a thing with this character or characters and we're gonna show not tell like we're just gonna show you the insanity or show you how lonely and like but also like kind of hopeful marcus is in copenhagen and mm. how torn of a person cousin richie is on the forks episode like that is seth's kid like it's perfect when he has his moment in the finale of like (sighs) stepping up that easily they could have they could have screwed that up so easily you're you're right a lesser show would have it could have come off as ultra cheesy and it was but like he just exhumed confidence and that's what i love like he was like ready to step up but he wasn't flawless either right like he was still a human he was still cousin richie the blow at him and Carmi have between the shot of like, you know, you see oh. Carmi's side of the freezer and the two of them are screaming at each Gorgeous. other. It's like right at the end, I was like, oh yeah, this is like, this is the money for Dave. And all I, I, you were all I could picture when I was oh, really? I was like, Dave is going to love this. Uh, yeah. I think I was yelling, like, I'm, just, I'm so fucking obnoxious, right? I'm like, I'm like that's how you shoot fucking dialogue. <laughs> this is Dave. I'm like, I'm like hitting Sam Schultz. You seeing this? <laughs> But uh, God, yeah, the dude, moment, I really so am an the, old man. <laughs> the moment that got me was um, I'm blanking on his name because he is such a punching bag character. But Sugar's husband, when he goes out and um, oh yes, 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 Jimmy yes, Lee yes. Curtis does show up. Yeah, she comes back. Yeah, that struggle of like you know, you know her like no, like I can't go in. And he's like no, like you should. And then when he goes back and then he breaks down, I like to, I don't know what it is. It just got me. I just I nah. had a little moment on the couch. I was like it was. Because you can see he wants it so bad. He wants to be a part of that family. And he was like, you know, trying to be... He was being the protector in that well, moment he, to he them. Because they're all so insecure. And, and yeah, he it's... knows how damaging it is. He's like, yeah. fucking please. Like, yeah. just... They can't say it. But that was for the love of God, just come guy. in. All-star yeah. moment for that guy. Yeah. I totally agree. And I totally get... And I bet everybody gets his position. The son-in-law, yeah. like, hey man, I'm talking to someone who like wreaks havoc on their family but i'm not their family like i don't have to play by those rules so he's like like you said he's begging her like please just come yeah and he just feels so powerless you're right that was a great fucking scene oh unreal it's funny right like they're hitting these fucking 300 sometimes and then you know they you miss a little bit and it hurts you but uh yeah eight eight and a half one of the better ones of the whole of the whole year for sure definitely definitely one of our favorite shows this year for sure i'm gonna try and get through white lotus just just like, cause I, f- I feel I like in my head right now. It's I need to, head. I need to see some other like really well-regarded drama. It, that that this show really scratched niche. Coming off of fucking Barry Succession, the Bear dude. Yeah. What was Barry Season... airing at the same time of too? Succession. Was that those two? Yeah. 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 Anyway, what were you gonna say? Uh, when it comes to the White Lotus, like I. I love both seasons, but there something about the first season is just yeah. Like, I've heard that fireworks. It's it's really good. True say. But uh, season two is quite good as well. Damn, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. You want me to tell you quickly about Ergo Proxy? Tell me all about it. Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. Yeah. So you talked about it before. I have or, so, your interest in wanting to watch it. Yeah. So I rewatched the pilot and I watched two more after that. Um. Just because, like, there's nothing on. Like, we were saying at the beginning of the episode, like, there's not a ton going on. Mm-hmm. And I think I was saying to you, like, I want to watch something that's, like, self-contained. Mm. Like, not... Like, I really want to watch this uh, monster anime. Yeah. 76 episodes. You know what that's I mean? Like, I'm not going to get through that before stuff comes back on. No. I was really close to Serial Experiments Lane 2 because it's, like, mm. 13 episodes. But, like, I think I watched the pilot a while back and I was like, yeah, this is pretty... Like, I think it, like, opens with suicide and all that and i was like i like dark but it's like i don't know if i want to go to, you know what i mean you got to be in a fuck of a mood for something like that sure um so anyway i did ergo proxy instead and it's also dark but it mm. it is very like 
of the time for me right now. It's dark, dreary, kind of dystopian. We've got AI, like, um, helper robots. Kind of Ghost in the Shell-y, Blade Runner-y vibe. Nice. But, uh, t- but it's made in 2006. So it's, like, okay, very... Mm-hmm. But you remember, like, the style of 2006. So it's, like, mm. a little... Mo- it's more modern, but, like, not like today it's like it's a very specific style i don't know but like that code geass aesthetic you know like very yeah. sharp sharp yeah, imagery it's, but it's and, yeah. it's not that sharp you haven't seen code geass yet have you no but oh. like i can I've no but visually, it's just so definitive yeah. yeah yeah but it's not like saturated like that it's like okay dude i want to say like 80 percent of the colors are grays it's very weird it like when i say dark and dreary like i mean i mean it Truly. like it, anyway but there's some horror-y vibes, but, like, I'm kind of into it. Okay. I don't know. It's, like, you never watched Death Note either, eh? Like, are you aware of, like, the Death Note, like, like Halo fucking soundtrack they do? Like, oh. <laughs> Dude, all throughout Death Note, like, like you're, like, wondering if someone's going to die or get caught. And, like, you hear, like, the male choir come up. And <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. Boys are pulling up. <laughs> but it's like that. There's a lot of that kind of stuff in the background. I don't know. Um... It's a vibe. I watch it at night, mm. afraid, every time. So that's yeah. I'm doing it right, dude. Um, Very good proxy. I gotta check that. I'm at least check some stills. I'm just cu- visually curious. Yes, the whole thing is on. Um, whole thing's on Crunchy. Oh, roll. Yeah. So I don't think it was before. I had to like find the pilot in some weird place, but the whole thing is there now. Because that there's that whole Funimation thing happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like because like apparently Funimation is still running. Like you can still go watch your. Stuff yeah, but there. I think. Over time, like more and more of the library of their library is now updated mm. in Crunchyroll. Like I remember, I had to watch Sunnybot, Sunny Boy on Funimation, but all it's all on Crunchyroll yeah. now too. So oh, I don't know. There you go. So anyway, oh, I did notice that like new new editions and Sunny Boy was on there last week. Tight. Isn't that strange? Hmm. Damn mm-hmm. it. Ergo proxy. Ergo proxy. Anyway, I'm gonna try and blitz through a little bit of that. We got this vacation coming up. We're gonna watch some maybe some Ava movies because we're gonna get around to that. But there you go. Watch yeah. your proxy on the plane. <laughs> Imagine. I mean, I probably will, dude. Like, yeah. I actually, I sleep so well on planes, man. I've never been on one long enough to have I, to sleep. Dude, I've taken 30-minute flights and I'm out. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can sleep anywhere, but I like, I like, I, I feel like I'd want to be awake on a plane. I like to, yeah. I like, I like the, I like the view. I like the view. Take a train nap. I've taken a train nap. Oh, dude. Yeah. If it's a vehicle and it's fucking moving, I can yeah. sleep. A little bit of motion gets you there. Yeah, I think I think I can just I can just zone out. Um, all right, is that about it for this week? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, team, we will be back in two weeks. Thank you for your patience. We got we got stuff to do. Okay, follow us on Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music. Rate us on the respective stores. However, you listen to us. Thank you for continuing to support the show. Shouts out to the comic book shop for the continued support. Grant, go ahead, say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.